Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we are going to be more productive. You, me, all of us today, not tomorrow, we are going to be more productive today. And then we're going to continue to be more productive day after day after day. Not because we want to be disciplined, not because we want to be superheroes, but because we will feel better when we are more productive. Think about the days when you feel your best. It's typically the ones where you feel like you've been productive, where you feel accomplished, not the days where you've laid around all day like a lump on a log, relaxing and watching Netflix. Not that there's anything wrong with relaxing, but we can be productive and build in time for relaxation and restoration. The days that charge you up the days that get you excited, the days where you tend to be in the best frame of mind tend to be the days when you're feeling productive. So I want us to all work towards creating more of those days and then taking the days that we have now where we feel productive and making them even better. On those days, the days where you're feeling productive, where you're feeling powerful, Those are the days when you're tending to feel better about yourself, which translates into better choices. You're likely to stand a little bit taller, to like what you see in the mirror a little bit more, feel proud and excited to make great food choices. You're more likely to get to the gym. You're more likely to be kind to the people around you and not flip out when somebody cuts you off in traffic. And we need more of that. I need more of that. And I want us to create that together. I want to help you to do that. Let's establish and understand, first of all, the impact that this has on how we take care of ourselves and the progress we make towards our goals because when we are more productive, we create more space, more time, more energy that we can put towards the things that matter to us, the things like the achievement of our goals that are our goals because They will add to our lives, make us happier, and improve the quality of our life, right? One of the things I want to do right off the bat is challenge this assumption that being more productive means doing more stuff. That the the question of how can I be more productive means how can I get more done. I really disagree with that. To me... Being more productive is about doing more of what really matters and less of what doesn't. More often than not, the more productive you are, the less you're doing, but the more it moves the needle, the more high impact the things you're spending your time on are. 
The other day on uh, one of my webinars with my Fat Loss Fast Track clients, I shared with them what fuels my productivity, right? Like what motivates me each day to be productive? I'm not gonna go down that whole rabbit hole today. We're gonna keep it super tactical and how-based, but what gets me up when I would rather hit snooze What gets me to record a podcast when I could easily justify putting it off until the next day? What gets me to the gym when I'm not in the mood to go? It is a powerful desire to find out what I'm capable of, what my best life looks like. I don't want to just wonder. What gets me going is the determination to reach my potential instead of wondering what life would have been like if I had really tried and really applied myself, right? And that, in large part, is about my ability to be productive, my ability and willingness to do what matters, and my ability to motivate myself to take action on those things. And I think the same is true for you. So today, we're going to talk about 10 ways to be more productive. And I want you to take action on these things today. Some of them are gonna seem like common sense, but let me remind you that common sense is usually not common practice. Think about it. How many common sense things do we not do daily, even though we know them and if we hear them, we're like, well, yeah, that's common sense, right? It's common sense that we should drink plenty of water But do we? I don't, right? We know that that's good for fat loss. We know that it's good for energy. We know that it's good for detox, for overall health. But do most of us do it? No, even though it's common sense, it's not common practice. It's common sense that sleep is really important for health, for productivity, for energy, for fat loss. Yet most of us, aware of that common sense, stay up too late watching TV or lurking on Facebook or folding socks. So let's not gloss over some of these things just because they feel like common sense. Don't tune out because you're like, yeah, 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 I know. You know when you do it. You know when you own it. You know when it's a part of your regular practice. Sometimes these common sense things are the things we need to pay more attention to and practice more often. These strategies are only going to work for you if you work them. Knowing them just adds them to your mental library. And I want you to get out of your mental library. And I want you to get into the practice lab. I want you to do more and think less. So listen through these. Add them to your toolbox. But don't have your toolbox be a museum of collectibles. Please use them. Make them your own. So let's start with number one. I'm going to go through 10. I might might even throw in a bonus one for you because I'm generous like that. 10 ways to make today and every day more productive. And again, don't discount things that are common sense because this first one is number one way to be more productive is to start, to do one part, to cut the planning short and invest in time spent in action, okay? Forward progress. This is like training. The same way that an athlete trains for their event, for their whatever they have coming up, whatever their sport is, I want you to train yourself to get into the habit of doing, of starting, of taking action. Catch yourself when you find yourself planning, especially when you find yourself being overwhelmed by your planning. Stop and take action. Get into action 
on one of those items for just five minutes, right? Something that seems to be totally unrelated to fat loss, although I don't think it is. There is this Tony Robbins quote, whatever you want to call it, that I use with myself very often, unrelated to productivity, unrelated to fat loss, but I think it has everything to do with it, is cut off suffering as soon as it starts, right? And it usually starts in our head. And I apply this to productivity, cut off procrastination as soon as it starts, cut off delay as soon as it starts. As soon as I find myself perseverating over a to-do list, thinking through, oh my gosh, I need to do this, and how am I gonna fit in this, and there's not enough time, and da 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 da, -da. done. Cut it off as soon as it starts. I will force myself to work. I stop the thinking, and I say, five minutes of taking action on something, start right now, go right? It's just a mental training process. Take action. Begin. As soon as I start planning, and I know a lot of people get stuck in this when it comes to fat loss goals. This is my plan for the week, and this is the meal prep strategy, and this is what I'm going to do, and I have this ready, and I have this ready, and here's how I'm going to handle this. Cut that off and start taking action. Interrupt the planning with doing. It's not that I have anything against plans, but I think they can suck us in and then the time spent on the plan is greater than the time spent executing. And so if you fall into this camp where you have these elaborate plans, but then your execution doesn't really live up to the plan you've created, interrupt that planning process and say, Right now, this time that I'm spending on planning, I am going to put something into action, even if it is for only five minutes. Start. This is one of the best ways that I beat the feeling of being overwhelmed. I'm just going to start. I am going to set a timer and I am just going to dive into this right now instead of, I used to have like three different notebooks and, and I'd create to-do lists on receipts in, in my purse. And then I'd have this one notebook that was like long-term things. And then I'd have another notebook that was newer. So I liked it a little bit better and I'd have lists in there and they would totally overwhelm me. And I'd have all of this stuff that I planned to do, but I wasn't really awesome at executing it. I was awesome at listing and planning, but I wasn't awesome at execution. And so this simple strategy of just start, do one part, move in that direction. You do not have to know how the whole thing is going to come together to just begin. You don't have to know what you're going to have for dinner tonight to have a great fat loss friendly breakfast. You don't have to have a week long workout strategy to get up and do 10 body weight squats to take the elevator, to take the stairs instead of the elevator. Do one thing, start. Notice yourself, catch yourself when you get into this planning mode and say, I am going to begin right now. Cut off the procrastination, the delay as soon as it starts and you cut it off by taking action. It's kind of funny, right before I um, put my phone on airplane mode to record this, one of my Fat Loss Fast Track clients posted in our private Facebook group that one of the mantras that's been running through her head is that action is the pressure release valve. 
And I could not agree with that more. I, I took a screenshot of her post because I was like, that's a good one. I need to hang on to this. Action is the pressure release valve. And sometimes we will see planning as the pressure release valve. Like, I feel so much better when I get it all down on paper. But you haven't actually made progress. So while planning can psychologically feel good, action is really the true pressure release valve. So start. The second way to be more productive is to completely and permanently and forever banish all thoughts and language around that sounds like I have so much to do. Yeah, you and everybody else, okay? That tape is worn out. We wear it like a badge of honor. How are you? Busy. How's life? Crazy. How you feeling? Overwhelmed. I have so much to do. Like we, we feel like that's some badge of honor that we should all be so proud of. It's everybody's default response. How are things going? Oh my gosh, they're so crazy. There's so much going on. We're so busy. How are the kids? Oh my gosh, their schedules are crazy. Banish all thoughts and language for the rest of your life. You've worn that tape out related to, I have so much to do. I'm overwhelmed and so busy. I'm so stressed. Listen, Saying it doesn't make it any more or less true, but it also doesn't help move you forward. I'm not saying that you aren't busy. I'm not suggesting that that's not true, but I think that you can make so much more progress when you change from thinking and saying things like, I'm overwhelmed, I have so much to do, there's so much on my plate, there's no time. Change it to... This is what I'm going to do. Next up is, the next thing that must happen is, the next thing I will do is, my focus for this moment is, that's far more productive. We might feel a little bit better when we go into that victim mode or that martyr mode of, I'm so overwhelmed, there's so much on my plate, nobody understands, like, I'm just so crazy, I'm always running around, that, 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 okay, fine, like, you win, get, a, you want, like, a ribbon? I mean, I used to do that, too, and I still catch myself in those moments. I really do, I have those moments, too. When I share these things, I'm as much sharing them for me as I am for you. I have to catch myself and be like, okay, every day, Elizabeth, your story is the same. There's so much to do, there's so many things that have to be done, and you have to do this, and you have, like, next up is... I will do this next. Right now, I need to focus on change your language. Instead of being a victim, being a martyr of your schedule, like, what do you need to do about it? What's next? What are you focused on? What's going on? You're either going to create stress or relieve stress based on how you look at what you have to do, what's on your plate. I'm sure you've heard the suggestion from many people to change your language from I need to do this, I have to do this, to I get to do this or I want to do this, seeing it as uh, an opportunity or a privilege to do the things that are in your life. And I think that's great. I think in general, the bigger picture is instead of having the passive, all of these things are going on and I have to do all of these things and I'm so overwhelmed, change it to the empowered approach of this is what I'm doing now. This is what's up next. Change it to an action-centered way of thinking, okay? This is training. This is practice. You will have to catch yourself in this moment a bazillion times. That's fine. And every time you do, redirect it from, there's so much to do, I'm so overwhelmed, to what I need to do now is, or what I need to do next is, I think that's a powerful shift. The third way 
to be more productive is to question everything. We tend to create our to-do lists or come up in our mind with all of these things that we have to do in a day, creating this feeling of overwhelm and not ever really questioning, do I have to do this? Does it have to be done today? Does it have to be done by me? These are the questions I want you to ask as you think through all the things you need to do or as you create your list, does this need to be done now? Does it need to be done today? Does it need to be done by me? Is the way that I'm thinking of doing it the best way to do it, the only way to do it? When I feel overwhelmed, and, and honestly, this is just me being real here, I would say at least once a day, I begin to feel overwhelmed by what I have told myself I need to do in a day. So what I do when I experience that feeling, I look at my list and challenge myself. Listen, guys, because I think this is a really powerful strategy. I challenge myself to differentiate, to differentiate between what I want to do today, what I want to get done, what would make me feel good if I crossed it off my list, and what actually must be done today, okay? I'll give you an example. Today, on my to-do list, there are probably, I don't know, 12 different things that I've put down on there. You know how many of them absolutely must be done today? Zero. Must I respond to my emails? No, I would like to, it's important to me, but is something catastrophic gonna happen if I don't? No. Must I engage with the folks in my Fat Loss Fast Track Facebook groups? No. Do I want to? Yes. Is it important to me? Yes. Is it critical and necessary to put all this pressure on myself and tell myself I have to do this? No, absolutely not. Must I go to yoga? No. Do I want to? Yes. Is it important to me? Yes. But do I need to tell myself like, okay, and then I have to? No, I don't have to. It's something I want to do, but... There is nothing on my list today, including recording this podcast, doing the show notes, responding to emails, working on my modules for Ascend, getting to the gym, going to yoga, going out to dinner with my mom. There's many, many things on my list, but it's so important to differentiate. We release so much pressure when we can say, okay, so basically everything on the list today is something I want to do and would feel good about, but doesn't have to get done. Now, if pick up your kids from school is on your list, that has to be done. There would be catastrophic impacts if you just decide, I'm not gonna get the kids today, they'll find their way home, right? So I'm not suggesting that nothing ever has to be done. There, are, if, if I was not ahead on podcast recording and tomorrow was a podcast day, for me, that would be a must. Now, you could argue like the world's not going to end, but I have maintained consistent with my uh, or consistency with my podcast schedule. So, so that would be something, yeah, that must be done today. But I'm about a week out ahead. So while I would love to get this podcast done today, must I? No. So if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I can go, well, I can wait another day on that. Challenge yourself. Question everything. Differentiate between what you want to get done, what you would feel good about getting done, what's important to you with what actually must get done. Mentally, we've convinced ourselves that if we write it down, we've committed to it, we must do it, and we create all of this unnecessary tension and anxiety, dude, get real. Most things 
don't need to be done today. We just want them to be done. So in essence, we create this tension and anxiety. And I think it can release that when we say, wow, of the 12 things that I've put down or I'm putting pressure on myself to do, only two of them absolutely must get done. So let's focus on those first awesome win and then let's move on and see what we are able to do on the things that I really want to get done. But don't overlook those questions of, does it need to be done by me? And is the way I'm thinking about doing it the best way to do it? The fourth way to be more productive is to narrow your priorities. Now, there are two ways that I want you to think about approaching this. One is the big picture, okay? If you have a to-do list, go through it and say, all of these things are tasks, and the purpose of a task is to move me towards a goal. Go through your to-do list and ask yourself, what goal is this driving me towards? If you are serving on the PTA and that's something that you need to do today, go to that PTA meeting, is that one of your highest priorities? What goal is that driving towards? Now, if you have the goal of being the PTA president, then fantastic. But if your most important goals are self-care and balance and a, you know being a good parent or being a good spouse or investing more in, in whatever physical goals you have for weight loss and fat loss, then I would say, does being on the PTA right now makes sense given that it doesn't align with your true priorities. Narrow down your priorities to say, what is most important to me? And I am not here to suggest that fat loss is or should be your highest priority. But if we had to narrow down your priorities, your goals to say the top three or four, right? And maybe one has to do with your career and one has to do with your physical health and one has to do with your relationship or your family, Look at the things that you are saying you need to do. Are they driving you towards what matters most? And if they are not, is it time to let them go? Now, that's sort of the the macro level. On the micro level, what matters most for you to get done today? What is the biggest deal thing that you want to accomplish or knock out today? Everything else is gravy. Know what you're trying to achieve. Know what matters most. Know what you're trying to create in this day. Ask yourself if the things on your list help you move towards that or are they just not connected to any of the things that you are saying matter most in your life? Narrow your priorities, identify them, and then look at the things you're saying you need to do and saying, do these things match up to the things I'm saying really matter to me? Number five, the fifth way to be more productive, and I'm working on this one, it seems counterintuitive, stop rushing. Stop rushing through everything you are trying to do. Going slower often means faster progress. And I catch myself in this all the time, whereas I'm doing one thing, I'm thinking about the next thing. And so I'm trying to go really fast so that I can get to that next thing. And oftentimes that means not giving my best effort or overlooking something. So then I'm going to have to come back because I think about it later because I wasn't fully present in what I was doing. I was rushing through it to get to the next thing. Be fully present in what you are doing. When you find yourself rushing 
rushing ahead, thinking ahead, thinking about what comes next, bring it right back. Practice this. I know it's hard. I know it's not an instinctual way of operating for most people. Catch yourself when you're mentally on to the next thing or you're doing 16 things at once. Stop rushing. Slow down. Think about that mantra, measure twice, cut once. That's all about not rushing. It's being more present in what you are doing so that you do it better, you're more effective, and mentally you feel less pressure, you feel less anxiety because you're not carrying the burden of six tasks at once and then overlooking the one that you're focused on now or not so focused on now. All right, the sixth way to be more productive is to identify what is distracting you and have the courage to make a change there. Have the courage to reduce the impact of those things that are distracting you. Really sit down and spend some time thinking about this. What are the threats to your productivity? Put them down on paper. What is getting in your way? When you are trying to be productive, what are the threats to your productivity? Is it Facebook? Is it the television, watching the news, food, text messaging, watching your stocks? Whatever it is, identify the threats to your productivity and then say, what can I do about it? What can I do to reduce the impact of this thing? Maybe you need to turn the TV off. Maybe you need to set windows of times where you're going to give yourself a, a break for social media. But be honest with yourself about the threats to your productivity and then ask and answer the question, what can I do about it? Name your distractions and then ask and answer the question, what can I do to reduce the impact of these things on my productivity? The seventh strategy, set a timer. Start with just five minutes of focused effort. We very rarely go at anything with focused effort. We almost always have fragmented effort. We're almost always either multitasking or we're working on one thing while we're thinking about another. And we really have to build up stamina for focus. Focus doesn't come easily to most people. So set a timer for whatever it is that you are working on in this moment. Start with just five minutes of focused effort, five minutes without distractions. For the next five minutes, I am locked in on this. I'm not checking my phone when it dings. I'm putting it on silent. I'm not keeping one eye on the television and one eye on this thing. I'm not checking the news alert that popped up on my computer. I'm not checking my email. Five minutes of focused effort. And then over time, build up to 10 minutes of focus time, 20 minutes of focus time. We tend to be all or nothing about whatever it is that we're doing, but we're not disciplined with our efforts. So this two-hour time block where we're working on this thing we have to really knock out is made up of like seven minutes of concentrated effort, and the rest of it is fragmented with daydreaming and Facebook and email and other Yes. So set a timer and begin to train your endurance with focus. Start with five minutes of focused effort without distraction, and then give yourself a few minutes to check email and screw around and check your phone and whatever else. Train this focus endurance. Train it. The eighth way is to have a cutoff time where you stop working. The challenge that I think many of us are stuck in right now is that we're sort of like dabbling in doing 
from the moment we wake up until the end of the day. And so we feel like we worked all day and we never had a break. And so we're mentally exhausted by our effort, even though it wasn't really productive focused work time. What I mean by that, for example, is after dinner, you're doing a little bit of laundry here, you're kind of tidying up the kitchen here, you're keeping an eye on your work emails here, you're, you're signing your kids' paperwork for school here, and even though it's not focused, I'm gonna knock this out productivity, you never feel like you're off, like you're totally fully relaxed. I don't care whether that's 30 minutes of off time or it's three hours of off time or it's three minutes, but the reality is don't just have this never stops trickle effect of work all day every day because mentally then you get into bed at the end of the night and you're like i went all day long well no you really didn't you just feel like you did because you never had an off time so as you build productivity and you're being more efficient with the things that you do don't just have this like lingering little trickle of things that you do decide at 9 30 I'm not on email anymore. I'm not folding laundry anymore. I have a time in the day when I do that and I have a time in the day when I turn that off. When you're off, be off. Otherwise, even though you're not being efficient, you feel like you're taxing yourself, even if it's not a lot of work, even if it's randomly matching socks while you watch TV, you get into bed and you don't feel like you really relaxed because you were doing during your off time. Don't. Have an off time. Honor that rest time, even if it's five minutes. The ninth way to make today more productive is to establish a routine. Now, it doesn't have to be my routine. It doesn't have to be a morning routine. It's not anybody's routine other than yours, but routine creates efficiency. I don't care if your routine is three minutes or three hours or your entire day is a routine, but I need you to establish a rhythm and then practice it often enough that it becomes familiar because that routine creates efficiency. Things get easier when they are practiced. Part of my routine is this. I create a list the night before based on the next day's priorities and I check that list and I ask myself of every item on the list, what goal is this task driving me towards? And is tomorrow the day to do it? And am I the person to do it? So I, I create my list and then I sort of check myself on the list. And then the next day I start with what I'll feel best about crossing off so that the pressure I'm feeling decreases as the day goes on. When I wake up, I dive in. I have a flow. I have a system. I have a routine. And I know that for me, it would be exhausting and inefficient to have to decide every day where to start. What will I do? When will I do it? I increase my productivity by having efficiency. And that efficiency comes from a routine. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a morning routine or a night routine, if it's a three-minute routine or a three-hour routine or an all-day routine, but that creates efficiency. The 10th way to be more productive is don't believe everything you read or everything you hear, including this podcast. Know what works for you. For example, almost everything that you will read about productivity tells you not to tackle email in the morning. That actually is not an effective tip for me. I am best when I tackle emails in the morning, not first thing in the morning, but I don't save them till the afternoon because 
I don't have the same energy and focus in the afternoon. And then I sort of have this nagging feeling of all of the emails in my inbox as I go through the day and it's a distraction for me. So having time in the morning for email is what works best for me. So that is the same thing related to you. You might not be a morning person. So don't believe that you have to have this morning routine and you have to be up before the sun in order to be efficient. That's just not true. So don't believe everything you read or everything you hear. Instead, pay attention to what is working and not working for you. Now, my bonus tip is go to bed early, earlier than you are now. Don't make excuses for why you can't or what you'd rather do. There's always an improvement possible for you. It's okay if the laundry doesn't get folded and you are more important than your laundry. Your goals are more important than your favorite TV show. I know TV is a tough one for people. That's often what keeps people up later than they want to be. I changed how I looked at it and this was way back when I first started trying to make improvements to my health. Well, for like the last time, I guess. But I decided instead of feeling like, oh, I'm missing my favorite show because I really need to get to bed, I would record it and then I would be like, oh, I'm excited to wake up in the morning and watch this recording. It was something as lame as it sound at the time that helped me get out of bed in the morning knowing that my favorite show was recorded and I couldn't wait to like get up and watch it. It sounds silly, but that's what really worked for me at the time. And then what I would do is I would carve out the beginning of my day with my coffee. I had a treadmill in my office at the time. I don't have my treadmill anymore. Um, but I would walk really slowly, like really slowly, like maybe one and a half miles an hour because I didn't want to spill my coffee and I wasn't trying to get a workout in. I was just looking for something that was an alternative to sitting on my couch. I would walk slowly while enjoying my coffee and my favorite show in the morning and it gave me something to look forward to. But your goals are more important than your favorite TV shows. All right, before I share what I ate yesterday, I've been getting a lot of questions based on the thyroid stuff about hypoallergenic ways of eating. I've talked about how I'm trying to move the major allergens out of my diet until I get the results several weeks from now about my food allergy test. Uh, so in the next episode, we will be talking about hypoallergenic uh, ways of eating or foods that trigger allergic reactions most often. Uh, so stay tuned for that in our next episode. What I ate yesterday, hot coffee, since it's getting cooler, I have moved away from the cold brew and back towards my beloved hot coffee, which is fantastic. Breakfast was totally random and I shared it on Instagram stories, which I'm like falling in love with. I love popping in with videos and my workouts. And anyway, um, I had bacon and canned salmon mixed with chipotle Primal Kitchen's mayo. Uh, later in the day, I had a pea protein shake. Pea protein being more hypoallergenic than, say, whey, which is more allergenic than pea. Then I had carrots and guacamole in the middle of the afternoon, and I did not feel like cooking dinner, even though I had plenty of food to cook. So I went to my local grocery store and got a salad from the salad bar and some salmon. And then I was hungry after my webinar, so I had some chorizo that was in the fridge, and it was awesome. So here's to a day of being more productive. I hope it's great for you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be on eating in a way that is hypoallergenic, what that means, what foods trigger allergic responses most often, even if you're not quote unquote truly allergic, like running for your EpiPen. So that's coming in the next episode. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Are you ready? 
To move beyond listening and learning and really change your life, really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks, I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF.